Hello and welcome to the Bite Size Gaming Podcast, the podcast that's serving up a buffet of RPG topics to get you through your week. My name is Zach and the host joining me this fine evening is the dapper DM, Troy Sandler. Greetings, one and all. Is that your dapper line get, from here on out? It, not, You're committing no, to it? No, no I'm, not, I'm not committing. You're just I'm, testing it out? I'm, t- I'm trying it on. I, I want to yeah. see how it feels. Kind of like the smoking jacket when I get it in the ascot. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would you know. love that very much, yeah. Although, yeah. I don't know the point of an ascot. You're not going to be able to see it. That's true. But, it, but you know it's there. That's the point of an ascot. Whether or not you see it, there's something about it that's going to... Uh, dapperize this stream or and this podcast because podcasters have never seen you know there's probably people out there on the podcast diverse that have never seen a troy in the flesh or on the streams ever um so whether or not you may have had an ascot on this whole time as far as they that, that is true so today is we're trying to count this up is this crowdfunding corner the new format Part five. I it is part five. It is part five. Part five. Part five. Uh, we don't have John tonight because he was running D and D celebration games all weekend long. He ran five games. Who knows what he ran? Um, but I he heard ran, he some season stuff. eleven stuff. Yeah, and didn't yeah. kill kill the party. Yeah, which is a problem. Um, <laughs> that we will have words with him about. <laughs> which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Killed with custard. Yeah, there is cut a new type of damage in D officially type. now. That's right, custard That's damage. Custard damage. Yeah. Which is, I think, great. I think it's a great. You know, I, I'm not a custard guy. I'd rather have like, you know, the the whipped cream type. Filling. Whipped cream damage. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, but. <laughs> But custard is like a great if you're gonna have a new damage type and you're like surveying all possible types, you know. I think custard, custard, custard is not a bad is, way to go. It's right on. It's, it should have been right there. It's flavorful in more ways than one. <laughs> yep. Yep. Chocolate crits. I like that from Kill a Lot. <clears throat> soup. No soup for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, custard does psychic damage to Troy. Yes, mm. but what does custard damage do? Custard does, custard does psychic damage. But what does custard damage? Psychic. I, I don't, I don't know. You're confused. Well, here, I'm, I'm let me help you. Confused. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five kickstarters to talk about tonight, and we should get right into those because I am. I am uh, Velenaz is uh, he's 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 walking on uh, sensitive topics right now. And, oh. <laughs> uh, just want to just want to put that. Out. I am not I am not vulnerable to tunic damage. I have disadvantage against tunic checks. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That that sounds about right. So before we get off on that, because <laughs> tro- I've heard a Troy rant on a tunic. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna you know grab the steering wheel of this train 
I don't know, and steer us back. Is on that the... is that why we go on off the rails? Is because we put a steering wheel steering on our wheel train? On train? Yeah. Dang. Uh, you know, you, you know that you're planning to go off rail when you put a steering wheel on your train. That's that is yep. true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so here, let's do this. We've got five cool products. We do five cool projects. Let's start with the one. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna be biased here. This is my favorite one this week. We're talking. Oh. We're saving the best for first. Um, now so, so it's not, called not saving it at all. Got it. No, 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 no. Why would we? No. no this product is called on Kickstarter. The Long Dark. But let's transition over. Let you guys see it. With sound effects. It's also called Nightfell. Now, Troy, have you picked up Tomb Punk? I have not. The RPG? Okay. Tomb Punk is pretty awesome. And it's from my neck of the woods. Uh, this comes from KC Mo, just on the other side of the state line. Okay. And I backed or bought Tomb Punk earlier this summer and I read it over a vacation and I thought you know what this is kind of cool we talked about it here on the podcast about how how it deals with dungeoning in a unique way and earning coin and a few things like that um it just kind of stuck me as a cool system it has some fun like one of the things that it one of its uh unique bits so to speak are micro settings that were in the back of tomb punk okay that they had different authors come in and write to kind of you know pick your tomb punk flavor uh, it's a rules light fantasy rpg that's what you're looking at that has a focus on dungeoneering nightfell is round two comes along with a graphic novel and Nightfell is um, a new, a kind of a bigger setting, we'll call it that, powered by Tomb Punk. Okay. The pitch is that there's like 10 suns on this world. Ooh. And they basically make it light for 90 years. Just consistently light. And while it's light, humanity can thrive. And then there's 10 years of darkness when all the suns disappear. And in that time of darkness, everything comes crawling out. And humanity is defended during those 10 years of darkness by their zombie counterparts. You play those zombie counterparts in Nightfell. Mm. I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. I was like, okay, cool, 90 years, 10 years, cool, that's all right, yep. Dark Fantasy, got it. Yep, they're, they're in fact not wearing tunics, so that's why it was a safe thing to discuss here, Joe. Um, <laughs> they're wearing some sort of, like, chitinous bug armor. The zombies uh, are wearing bug armor. The zombies are wearing bug armor, um, which I can get behind. Anytime we can talk about chitinous bug armor, I'm all for it. I'm growing more and more fascinated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looks like almost all the zombies, all the different art pieces that I see, are 
bug armor zombies. Um, here's they have little bits and pieces of the comic, which I enjoyed. You know, there's a little short comic in Toon Punk. It's the same artist, same creator, doing another comic run for this graphic novel. Um, he's taking on a big old worm and things like that in this. Um, but here, let's talk here. You, not only are you getting the standard setting, but you're also getting micro settings as stretch goals, which I think is awesome. Um, so at $700, which is uh, kind of their main goal, you get the cam tech setting. Comte, and then you get uh, Risen, which I think my guess is it's a section of the main setting. And then uh, the newest setting is attending a school for embalmers in its heyday. Mm. In this micro setting by Amy Rose Rotruck. So, so these zombies aren't what you normally would think of as zombies. These are more so. like just undead warriors. I think so. With with their faculties and stuff still intact, for the most part, mm -hmm. not not mindless shambling undead. Mm hmm. Okay. Mm hmm. Now it says that there's three new classes. There's a chunk of classes in Tomb Punk. You get three new ones: the Risen, which I'm assuming are the zombies. Light shapers, which I have no idea what they are, and then embalmers, which is such a great class idea, and I really oh, yeah. hope it's like, okay, here's what I'm hoping: it's a zombie healer is called an embalmer. Ooh, that's that's the okay. dream. That's the I, dream. I can get behind that. Yeah. yeah. So, anyhow, uh, so Nightfell or, 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 or a creator, a creator of, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like a stitch together. Yep. Yeah. So, let me pitch this to you. Eight bucks gets you the soft cover POD. Wow. Which is pretty good. You know, you're going to pay a little bit more than that, right? Once you actually get the POD file mm -hmm. or, or code. But I bought mine off of the same way. And I think I paid like five or six bucks. So, somewhere around the neighborhood of 20 bucks is going to get this to your door. Um, you can also get the rules pdf for five dollars or if you want to spring a little bit more keep in mind it's probably also going to get be some more on the back end with the uh pod but for 12 bucks you can get the hardcover pod a, a hardcover for 12 bucks plus PO, well, the, the print on the plus pod right wow yeah 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 yep. and now they're not full size eight and a half by eleven so keep that in mind they're like five and a half by eight and a half or a five setting yeah okay so their goals are very low exactly joe small goals they've already blown past them um i think part of that is that it uses its own system so they they don't make a ton on their uh kickstarters but it's a cool system and uh i would say you should definitely give it a shot you can head over to drive through rpg and pick up tomb punk right now and i would probably recommend that before i grabbed uh, the setting book for it but give it a gander you still have four days left to uh, pick up night I dig it. We ready to move on to uh, part two? I think so. I okay. Think so. Talk to me about the uh, the the Kickstarter made for Troy. Skinny Minis. I I backed the first Kickstarter. Skinny Minis are, are offered in Dungeon in a Box, the subscription mm -hmm. program, which uh, 
I think has a really cool uh, campaign in it. Uh, well, they got, I think the way it goes now is three cam full campaigns. They You get one box a month, one adventure per box. Mm -hmm. You get some actual, usually like a couple of Reaper minis to represent some of the things that are in that adventure, plus a sheet of th this thick plastic, which uh, the, the, the skinny minis are printed on, and it's dual-sided so you get the front and the back of the mini, so it's not like the same image just mirrored. And you get the bases, mm -hmm. and then you get maps and other things in the dungeon in a box. Uh, skinny minis. I got a, a, I mean, just a ton of these things for 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 the last one, and they're great for convention play because mm -hmm. I like taking minis and I like taking terrain and things like that, but I also don't like to be bogged down with a whole bunch of stuff. So skinny minis mm. is kind of like the you know a nice in between step for me. They they even have like chests and things like that that you can set up that are made, you know, skinny mini style. So you can still have nice colorful miniatures without taking up so much space. You can just throw them in your binder, match mm -hmm. them up to what you need for the adventure you're going to run and you're good to go. Uh skinny minis uh 2 an easier way to mini uh, launch. It's got 24 days to go as of this recording. Almost 2,000 backers, and have only raised $380,000 of their $50,000 goal. Only, so, only. So yeah, they are. They're more than funded, and I mean their quality. They're they're very mm. similar. Uh, some people have have said, you know, oh yeah, they're like the Arknight minis. Yes, except for this plastic is thicker. It's not like you you don't, you can't bend them. I mean, you can, but you'll snap them in half. But uh, they're not. the The images aren't put on a a standardized shape, to where you might lose some of the image if it kind of goes out of out of the bounds. Mm -hmm. These are die cut around the image. Mm. So so each image, and they've got. You know, character-sized ones, they've got huge ones, dragons, giants, and, I mean, they're great. Mm. The only downside is, if you're sitting in the wrong spot at the table, and you're looking for a certain mini, or a certain representation Single. on the board, they, they turn invisible, if you <laughs> if you look at them uh, right right from the from the one angle. But other than that, yeah, these things are great. I, I, I love really the Panda Owlbear one. That's an interesting conglomeration. Oh, yeah. If you and if you check out the uh, if you check out the the Kickstarter, you know they show there's one like a little video where they're looking at one of the giant skinny minis, and they're they're just slick. They are slick. Gnome squidling, mosquito huh. winged mount. Where'd that come from? Hmm. I do like these. Mm -hmm. A floof knight. And then there's some terrain pieces here too. That's cool. yeah, yeah. They got they they pretty Same much got it all. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. They're uh, in Dungeon in the Box. They started putting like not plastic. They're more like the the thick, the super thick cardstock from the dungeon terrain tiles and stuff from Watsy. Mm -hmm. And you can put like stairs and things like that. So hmm. but yeah, they've got twenty eight millimeter all the way up to huge and and 
bigger. They've got an extra large, uh, looks like a kraken or a dragon mm -hmm. turtle. Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's for all pledges that comes out. That's free. So, yeah, they mm. got, and yeah, their, their little add ons as they get to different goals are usually pretty cool. Uh, mm. Yeah. I, I, I dig skinny minis. So, if you like minis, you don't have time to paint or you're not that great of a painter like me. And, and you also don't like to carry large boxes of of stuff to your convention games. Skinny minis, you, they come with a binder, different pocket sizes. You put them in there, throw it in your backpack, you're good to go. I love the art on these as well. It's really, mm -hmm. really, really great. Really, really, really cool. It looks to me like they also are staying pretty close to the Watsi line of products. So, like, they've got a bunch of new races that they have a bunch of minis for, but it's Goliaths, it's Lizard Folk, it's mm -hmm. something that's basically their version of a Warforged, um, ASMR, a whole bunch of stuff like that. And uh, then their monsters are very heavily aligned. This time, it looks like, with the um, Rime of the Frostmaiden, yeah. Book. There's a lot of winter monsters and several different owl bears, including a polar bear owl bear and things like that. So this is cool. I like it. Now, uh, is there a avenue where you can pick up like their previous sets through this, Troy, or is it? Uh, is I don't. I haven't seen yet on the Kickstarter page. If you can go back and snag the older stuff, I, I think. Uh, you can pick up some of the some of the older things from their online store, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. quite possibly. So there is that avenue. But as far as in the in the like the backer kit after it's all mm -hmm. said and done, I don't know. Interesting. Well, we're past uh, early oh, yep, bird. Yep, legacy yeah. skinny mini sets. You can uh, you can start yeah. snagging some of the older stuff. He's like, yeah. Aha! Uh -huh. Perfect. Very cool. Up, oh, we were. We we just need to scroll down another like three inches, and we yep, to yep, go. that was it. Oh, yep. oh, have you? Oh, in the <laughs> add-on, I just got to the add-ons. Siege engines. Yes. Siege towers. Pretty... Uh, you know, that's a set that I would buy. Yeah. You know, I'm not a skinny minis person. I like my 3D stuff, but like, there's not a lot of great siege stuff in 3D, in my opinion. So this would be something that I would pick up. And I, 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 I typically don't want to carry around, like you said, to conventions, mm -hmm. a whole bunch of 3D terrain pieces or siege stuff. So this would be excellent. Cool. Oh, dang. That siege tower is actually three-dimensional. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now we're going to bookmark this one, and Zach's <laughs> going to spend some money. Uh, 380000 of a $50,000 goal, almost 2,000 backers, and still 24 days left to go. So this one's here to, for here for a while, and uh, pretty rad. Yeah, I'm digging it. Let's talk about another pretty rad one, though. And we'll keep on the art train here. These folks we met at Gen Con. Troy and I actually visited their booth. That's yes, indeed. Raven press raven press battle maps volume two dungeons um let's see what can we say about these guys um so their maps are kind of in a spiral bound 
uh, flipbook, mm -hmm. and uh, also, of course, you can get them digitally. Um, they're using a mixture of Ink Carnet plus um, their customizing their own pieces right yeah, he, yeah he's drawing his own his own uh pieces to put in mm-hmm mm -hmm. and i think this is volume two it's all about dungeons but there's 60 maps in this book um i am paying i think it's yeah i'm paying 45 bucks for for my book and it's a pretty hefty tome uh, it's 11 by 17 and I'm just going to see if they have, I know they do, down here, yeah, some, like, great pictures of the maps, um, oh, yeah. including one here with an elder brain sitting in a pool, um, like a fungal forest, and a bunch of other things. This, this particular one, the fact that it's a dungeon one and whatnot, like, A, all you, I'll take this to conventions probably, but also, they seem like something that I could get a lot of use from in my online games like there's a pharaoh's tomb one here that's like out in the middle of a desert and i thought you know that's a cool one a lot of the maps that i saw i felt like could have multi-use and weren't just super particular in their design um which is something i look for right oh, and these designs are very you I mean yeah they're they're dungeon you know dungeon sets but they're not just your standard you know hallways that tee into one another regular rooms and things right. like that these rooms and these maps have some flair to them yeah. they have some they're they've just got something he he puts a lot of effort into this um uh it was great to talk to them at, at gen con they were a lot of fun to talk to um and you know this is this idea in the spiral bound books isn't anything new we've seen that with several different companies but that's not to say it's not a good idea you can yeah. you flip it open to the the map you want you throw it down you play right there in the book itself yeah. and they look they look fantastic i they're more like encounter maps than like like the traditional like dungeon crawl maps right like this is the map that you throw down when you're actually going to fight something or or run an encounter against something right yeah um but yeah there's there's all sorts of different dungeon aspects here there's there's desert and there's like cavernous and then there's like the traditional dungeon and there's steamworks or uh, steampunk and several things so uh $45 gets you the print and digital file which is where I'm sitting at right now um, you can also get the digital version for um, 15 bucks, cool $15. Mm -hmm. And then I think there's a higher one uh, where you can get uh, a chunk of them all mixed together, volumes one and two. Uh, but that is, uh, or you know what? It's an add on. I remember that. It's an add on. Once you bat, if you're interested in getting volume one, all you have to do is pledge, and then you can add it on. And on also the the the, uh, the tome of ideas with little little puzzles and traps and things that you can. Yes, get. yes, pretty cool. Now, yeah. uh, I'm going to kind of continue on this. The story behind this is DM Scott created these maps for his home campaign. Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, when you look at these the pictures, you know the the quality of this is this is awesome, awesome stuff. And his players were like, "You really should, you know, try and do something with this and sell it and do see what can happen." And and it was no, I, nobody's going to buy this. Nobody nobody's going to want this stuff. So they talked him into finally doing a Kickstarter, and I mean, the rest is history. This is his second outing, and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already funded. Got 19 days left to go as of this recording. He had a booth at Gen Con. Uh, I think, uh, you know, check it out. Back it. Share it with your friends. Get mm-hmm. them to back it. Because, you know, DM Scott was a was a really cool person to talk to. And I wish him a lot of success with this. Because this is, this is good stuff. He's, he's pretty good at what he does. Awesome. All right. So that was three. We have two more to go, and then we're going to talk about some D&D news. So, Troy, you uh, you and I both like this next one, but I'm going to let you take the take the wheel here. Talk to us about take, Duster. Taking the wheel on, on the train. Duster is a post-apocalyptic gas punk role-playing game. Mm-hmm. That was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. Yep. Oops. Yep. We, we doubled up on that. We doubled up. There. That's all right. Uh... So, Gaslands comes to mind when I think of gas punk um, type stuff. It is a miniatures game where you take matchbox cars and Mad Max them up and and, and do your thing. Have little Mm -hmm. little fights. But this is an actual role-playing game, which is more my speed because I suck at miniature war games. (coughs) But, uh, you know, after, how do they put it? Let's see, where is it? The world of Duster is set in the far-flung future after our great-grandchildren destroyed the United States with nuclear bombs and weaponized viruses. Uh, The Yellowstone caldera blackened the sky because it finally let loose. And the humans have spent a a lost age living under ashen skies, doing anything to survive for generations, and basically forgetting everything about the old world. As they reemerge and start to try to bring back civilization, they very much fall into the old tropes of like the Wild West as we know it mm. today. With one very important distinction, they've got gas-powered vehicles. Mm-hmm. So this is Wild West Mad Max post-apocalyptic gonzo fun is what it sounds to me like. It, the artwork has that kind of washed out, uh, creepy vibe to it. Mm-hmm. The, the the skeleton holding the gas can with the uh, the vulture shadows flying around it looks mm-hmm. really cool. Um, it's a very it's a very uh, stripped down rule system, so you can create your own flavor and like uh, see. The, the gameplay they have they have a thing where they want to keep combat a little bit more exciting and fluid so even though you've rolled for initiative you also then roll a couple dice to get your action points to allow so that every turn is a little bit different than the last so you don't fall into the I, I stand here. I swing my sword. I move five feet. I swing my sword. That kind of a that kind of mm-hmm. a vibe. So it's a lot more. 
you can you can mess yourself up if you roll low on your action point dice and uh, not be able to do what you wanted to do. But yeah, it looks it just looks really cool. I I dig the idea. I love the idea of the Wild West. I love the idea of Mad Max. Slam slam those two things together and I I feel like I might have to back this. Heck yeah. I I adore Mad Max and um so this 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 speaks to me on that level. I also adore like like you said, Wild West stuff. So that speaks to me on that level. Um so you're mashing them together in a fun way. Um lots of I think very thematic art, like very minimal like what you what they presented so far is a very minimalist color palette and a very thematic game. Um I very much like that. Um the where they talk about like the rules sensibilities talk about like rolling 2d6 as the core mechanic Mm -hmm. and about keeping everything moving and active there's an idea for like a uh, showdown mechanic where characters uh in the midst of that sort of showdown engagement can experience instant death even if they're pretty tough um i like things like that um so there's a lot of things that are appealing to me here yeah, definitely. Definitely something to take a look at if you like that kind of that Mad Max feel. This is his this is Andrew O's second created from Occupied Hex Games. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give give Duster a, a look. It is almost seventeen thousand dollars of a ten thousand dollar goal. So mm-hmm. with uh just north of three hundred and fifty backers. Mm-hmm. 17 days to go. So yeah, give it give it a look. Absolutely. Uh so it's 42 bucks for the hardcover. Uh and then you're going to be following that up with shipping later on in backer kit. Uh not too bad. Not too bad depending on the size of the book, but but not too bad for an original system mm-hmm. and setting. So I'm going to probably back this as soon as we get off here, but I'm going to read through <laughs> some of the higher tiers and see what's going on. <clears throat> shall we finish this out then? I think we shall. Okay. Another person that we talked to at Gen Con, but this is one of our uh, everlasting friends. Uh, this is from Limitless Adventures and their product. Fifth Evolution, Carbide City, number two, 5E Superheroes. Comic plus 5E Adventure plus Super Source Materials. Um... So let's see what we've talked about a lot of limitless adventure stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got, oh goodness, like limitless, uh, limitless monsters. They've got uh, limitless NPCs. They've got the side quest bundle. Just a whole heck of a lot of stuff we've we've chatted about. And their kickstarters are hard for us to catch because a lot of times um, they don't do the full month, and so unless we are kind of catching it on the right day at the right time. Uh, it's hard for in our two week format to, to get a good grasp on them. But this one we've got, uh, okay. So limitless does a, uh, modern, we'll call it modern, but more like super modern five E, uh, rule set. 
which I think is cool. And then they are introducing the idea of superheroes in this supplement. Um, there's a whole host of different books that you can get that are already out for this like 5e evolved system. They've got a White Chapel uh, book, which I think Troy you backed. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Way back. And then uh, they've got this Carbide one, which is Carbide is the city, the kind of the superhero city like Metropolis that it all centers around. Um, and then there's a couple others. Uh, each one features a comic. It's in a comic book format, and then it has the the guide and setting and rules and things like that also lumped in as well. Um, what else can we say about Five E Evolved, Troy? I mean, it, it, it's a it's pretty cool. Um, it kind of a, it, there, there's there's been quite a quite a number of companies that are coming out and trying to take fifth edition into different directions, whether that be more advanced fantasy rules, putting more crunch into it, um, beefing up the classes and things like that, or uh, companies that, you know, go into different directions like Dark Matter or uh, Esper Genesis, things like that. And there's been a few that have done superheroes. Mm -hmm. And... I kind of feel like Limitless Adventures is one of those that really, really kind of glommed on to what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like uh, some of them are just more, you know, you're taking the regular classes and just kind of, oh yeah, we're making them superheroes. No, they, they made it more. I like that it's short and sweet as a, as a presentation, right? You're not getting 280 pages of reworked 5e. Mm -hmm. It's like, here's what you need to do a superhero game in 5e, and you can fit it in a comic book. Uh, just scrolling down here, the other uh, genres that I hadn't thought of that they that they have a copy of is 80s horror, which if John was here, he would talk about that for five minutes, mm -hmm. and uh, World War II, and uh, then Gaslight, which is Whitechapel. Yeah, Whitechapel. Um, anyhow, they've done uh, 3500 of their $5,000 goal. They've got eight days left to go. That means that they're probably going to hit it or just about right in there. Uh, but they could use your help. So we'd love for you to go head on out. If you, the, probably the easiest thing to look for is typing in Carbide City. As opposed to the long name that that is the entire Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. uh, but Carbide City would probably get you right where you need to go. Or um, you can go check out Limitless Adventures on Facebook um, and tell them that the fellows over at Bite Size Gaming said hello. Yeah. Good guys. Good group of guys. Yep. Okay. So that rounds out, rounds out, uh, settles out our crowdfunding corner for this week. Um like I said, this is my highlight of every two weeks. I get my favorite day of the of that cycle is the crowdfunding corner day, right? Um, we got a good. I feel like this week we had, you know, we had the big skinny mini Kickstarter, but yeah. otherwise, we really found some nice gems that are like under ten k, mm -hmm. um, which I always enjoy getting to talk about those, um, just as much as the big ones. 
Now we get to talk about the biggest of the big ones, though, which is we typically wouldn't do this on a crowdfunding quarter. Now, let me ask you this, Troy. Mm-hmm. Do we dive right in here and fuse this as one episode? Or do we put this episode on the chopping block, this stream on the chopping block, and make part one, part two? Oh. And do a new segment. Now, streamed stream viewers get to see both, right? Okay. Uh, but of course, of course but 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 we could for for the podcast viewers out there, we podcast viewers. Uh, I watch podcasts. Patent pending. Um, we could they could ha- they could still have their Tuesday episode. Okay, I think I think we should do that. I think we should. Uh, I think we should end this episode now. Okay, and uh, let's uh, let's start a new episode and talk about just have it just all be news and it all be about the one thing that got dropped. Heck yeah! Or, or okay, all the things that got dropped. So since this is the end, dear listener, go head on over to Facebook. That's the main place, and our Discord channel, which is dare I see it hopping. Uh, definitely, definitely in the last uh, couple weeks. Yes. Um, it, you know, it's, it was always growing steadily growing every week. And that was great. But we have seen an explosion of new folks and chatter in the past week and a half. And, uh, even more after Gen Con, and we're going to look forward to more after origins as well. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though. If you come to our discord, don't come looking for fancy. Um, and come with your weird conversation hat on. Uh, I don't think that like the ratio of D and D to other topic talk is pretty pretty high. Like D and D does not get chatted about nearly as much about as I would have expected it to in mm-hmm. in our channel. And everything else kind of gets to be blown to wild proportions. This week, as a highlight. Uh, we had an extended discussion on the new Blade Runner RPG, which is which awesome I'm and stoked for that. Yes, so you should just pop over there and chat with us about Blade Runner and all the other stuff. Okay, so Facebook, Discord. Discord. We're gonna get ready to record the next episode. Yeah, and the, and and don't forget the elusive Twitter that we still can't find. That's right. We'll find it eventually. We will. Audio one of these days. Have a great game, everybody.